Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 521 for November 9th, 2019. I am your most excellent host, Anna Marie Privetier, and I have most excellent panelists here with me today. Hi, Chris. I'm excellent? Yeah, I guess. Yay! Um, Chris Privetier, my erstwhile husband. Erstwhile? Yes. Ooh, you just introduced me as a trophy husband. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Kelly I Ryan. I feel beautiful. Um, um, be excellent to each other. Hi, Peter Thomas. Um, I don't have anything witty to say. Do you have anything witty to say, Alex Fuller? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say what? no. Go with All now. right. Hey, everybody. How's your November going? Um, cold. Yeah, it got cold here in a hurry. We went to Vegas and we came back and it was snowing. I uh, it it got so cold that when I chucked my Halloween pumpkin yesterday, instead of shattering, it just kind of bounced in the trash can, and I was surprised. <laughs> it bounced. destroyed the trash can. Amazing. All right. Um. So we have a teeny show that t- this week. So, but we're gonna jump straight into what we've been playing, and I'm gonna go first because I'm okay bossy. Um. So <laughs> I finished Mary Skelter too. And if you're interested in what I thought about it, um, by the time I finished it, there is a review. There's a Mary Skelter review out in the wow. Uh, it's great. It's kind of the teal deer. And, uh, scoring and it, it has the very... first game in it, and like things change, <sighs> and there's so much going on. Scoring it was so hard. And oh, yeah. poor Alex had to like walk me off the edge. You wanted to give it a one out of five. No. You wanted to give it a five out of five. No. You wanted to give it a three out of five. I just... I'm running out of fives. There were lots of overall scores that I could have given it. And like me and Pascal and Alex went back and forth on the individual scores a lot. So yeah, yeah. It was just one of those things where it was like, thank you, Alex, for being very patient with me. Um, And then, speaking of ways Alex is very patient with me, and then picked up Little Town Hero. Um, which is a review code that he was like, well, nobody else wants it, so you can <laughs> Even though you're not done your current game. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that game is, uh, that game is a game. It, uh, yeah, oh boy. So this is a game by Game Freak, and I was kind of excited to play it because they put out this, like, um, solitaire horse racer called Pocket Jockey on the 3DS, and I seriously loved it. I played so much of that game. I I couldn't get into that. Well, I like solitaire games more than you. Oh, I think so, yeah. And I'm also better at them than you. So, I mean, there's that. No, I mean, there is a certain amount of skill that goes into playing solitaire games. And if you're not kind of willing to, like, buckle down and learn some of that strategy, um, you, you're never going to do good. And that's okay. Not every game is for every person. Farming games are not for Chris. Solitaire games are not for Chris. Shooting games are not for me. <laughs> um, but and the sequel to Gremlins is for you, and you no, won't believe me. No! <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that uh, some other time. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I told, Right, Little Town Hero. All right. So the idea is, is you are literally Axe the hero of a little town 
And so there's this system where you have ideas and they're known as isits and they're either red for attack or yellow for defense or blue for abilities. And there's a cost associated with each isit. So once you pay that cost, it flips around and turns into a dazit and you can use it. Um, but this system has all sorts of randomness that goes along with it. So like there is a deck of 15 uh, isits and you pull down up to four a turn. And um, until you have a maximum of five in your hand. And so um, if you get the right set of isits, then cool, you activate them, you set them off, you, you, you do your thing. Because the goal is to, to um, strike off all of the enemies' dazits in a single turn. And then you either get to attack them directly or you bank a battle point and battle points let you like refresh your deck or pull a specific um is it out of your deck. It's called a headspace, but it's your deck. Um and so it's like if things go really well, the fights are fun and they're fairly short. It's like fifteen minutes to beat like one of the big end of chapter bosses. If things go poorly Oh boy, those fights can go long. And I'm talking like over an hour. I I think there was one boss that I did finally beat it, um, but it took me close to 90 minutes to finish that particular fight. I had, te- not only was Jesus. I having terrible luck pulling it's out of my headspace, but there's a second random element to this game, which is you're on like a game board and you roll a dice between one and four, and you move that number of spaces. And you have to move that number of spaces. You can't move more, or you can't move less. Um, unless you activate free mobility on your turn, which is one of those effects that you can do. And then you can move one to free four. Free mobility! And then you can move one to four spaces Free mobility! Choice. And the problem is, is there's all sorts of things going on on this sort of game board where you're walking around. It's like a neighborhood of some kind. It's like, you could be downtown, or you can buy the shops, or you can be in the neighborhood by your house, or you can be over on the farm. And depending on where you are, there's like themed things going on on the board. So like, one of the red... Um, Dazits you can get is called throw. And if you land on a space that has a chicken and activate throw, um, you throw the chicken. And in fact, chickens are the most overpowered thing in the entire game. It's crazy. I, I never thought a chicken could be overpowered. But <laughs> then I started remembering Le- uh, Legend of Zelda. Well, and funny you should mention that because the chicken sounds that they have are like cribs straight what? from the Zelda games. That's copyright <laughs> infringement. Well, it's Nintendo. Oh, okay. It's Nintendo and Nintendo, right? Well, Nintendo didn't make this game, right? It's Game Freak. That's not Nintendo. I'm pretty sure they're that... not Nintendo. No, they're. Predominantly they want you to remember they're not Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure Nintendo was kind of okay with them borrowing yeah, the right. cockadoodle-doo sound from Zelda. Oh, but probably the same sound effect library. Maybe. But anyways, yeah. Um, it's fine. It's like... Ooh, what high praise. <laughs> it's so hard to write reviews for games that are terribly it's average. It's fine. It's like, it's got all of these cool ideas, but with poor implementation. And the first half of the story is the most predictable little fairy tale you've ever read. And then at chapter six, it's like, wee! We're going to go off in a completely unexpected direction. And Is that then when you the... thought you were done twice already? Yeah, no, no. That was when I traveled in time. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> There's time travel, ladies and gentlemen. And then it's like, whoa, okay, all of a sudden this story is actually kind of interesting. 
So was this another one where it seemed like there was a clear ending point and then it just dragged? No. Um, yes. Sort of. So, I mean. Except after the clear ending points is when she was more interested, from what I could tell. Yeah. So, I mean, I there were still parts of the ending that I felt were kind of predictable. So, it's like, you have a pretty good idea who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. And he really was the bad guy. Um, but there was more to it than you thought. So. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is going to end up being really predictable. Oh, oh, wait. No, actually, it's it's actually kind of a cool story. And, yeah, it's just the... I The graphics are very cute and very colorful. But I feel like this game clearly had some frame rate issues because there are a bunch of places when you're moving. So there's all of the zones are contiguous. There's no like loadings. There's no like loading between zones. But instead what they do is they shove the camera down and you can't pull it back up for a period of time. Mm. So like when you're moving. Yeah. So like when you're moving from the residential neighborhood into like the shops area or Mm -hmm. into the farm area, it like jams your camera downwards. So you're basically looking at the ground and can't see anything. So it's like, I'm sure they did that because the draw dist they were having problems with the draw distances and that was their solution to, to correcting that. But it's very frustrating. It's like, why am I looking at the ground all of a sudden? Why am I looking at the ground all of a sudden every time I'm here? Um, and while the, the, while the named characters are all like nifty and they all have like good personality and they all have interesting silhouettes and they all have interesting color palettes, there's like 12 of those. And then there's like another 15 or 20 villagers and they all look the same. Like there is one adult man design that's probably there eight times. And then there's an adult woman and she's probably there six or eight times. And then there's two children, boy and a girl child, and they're all over the place. And it's like, that feels very jarring. So it's like, Hey, the graphics are cool, except there's all of these people that seem to be clones. And what's up with that? So yeah, it's just, it's okay. It's not, it's not great. It's not terrible. I would have a hard time deciding who to recommend this game to. Um, uh-uh. How much was it? Oh, no, wait, you got a review code. I got a review code. Um, it's not expensive. Little Town Hero Switch. Did you figure out why you're not allowed to leave town? Yes. Okay. And I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Um, it is um, loading, loading, twenty four ninety nine. Okay, so not it, terribly yeah, expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, to, it's fine to go at that price. If it goes on sale for like $15, honestly, I think it would be an even better value. It, Yeah, it's just one of those games where it's hard to nail down. Yeah. All right, um, and now I'm playing something embargoed. So follow my Twitter at AMPriveteer, and I'll tell you what it is on Tuesday. Redacted. Redacted. Is it embargoed? It is. To say that you're playing it? Yeah, all um, I believe the instructions were all mentions. Oh, and then Tuesday hey, I can put hey, out. How did you like the Toby Fox music in Little Town Hero? There was Toby Fox music in Little Town Hero. Okay, yeah, there was. Okay, <clears throat> having not played Undertale, doesn't matter. Did you like the music at all in Little in Little Town Hero? Um, it was fine. Did you listen to music in Little Town Hero? Yeah. Okay. 
Not when I was around. Like here, so. like many things in Little Town Hero, it is neither great nor is it bad. It just is. Oh boy. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. No, <laughs> invalid opinion. Doesn't like Toby Fox. <laughs> Reject review. <laughs> I I don't know what music was his. It wasn't that I disliked it. It's that I didn't recognize it. Yeah, I don't know how much he did. Is that better? I'm not sure how much of a unique style he has, especially if it's not chip-tuned. Uh, actually, it could have been the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, I sincerely have no idea. Um, Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I <laughs> finished up Cat Quest 2. Somebody reviewed his soundtrack. That beat dropped harder than the game's review scores. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hang on. Ouch. You okay, Kelly? Oh, yeah, I just had to write something down. She has to write that zinger down. She's going to use it later. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, I th- I'd finished Cat Quest 2. That game was amazing. It's good. It's uh, like more of Cat Quest 1, and that's what I wanted. Yeah, and I hate that they dropped a teaser for Cat Quest 3, which, what are they going to do with Cat Quest 3? Like, give you a playable mouse? Ferret? Because, you know, the the logic is cat, dog, mouse. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, cartoon logic. Mm. Oh, okay. I was quoting Simpsons there. Or, sorry, cat, mouse, dog. I'm sure the Simpsons did it already. Yeah, no, no the Poochie episode. Oh, right. Yeah. That's where that's from. Yeah. Uh... But no, it was so good. I loved all of the little side stories, particularly the ones where like a cat would be living amongst the dogs and they would kind of keep their, keep it secret because they didn't want the cat to get ostracized and um, nice little family stuff going on there. And yeah, and I, t- I took your advice and specked out the my cat as a magic user and the dog as the damage dealer and everything worked out so much better that way good um i also fought cthulhu oh you did fight cthulhu how hard was that fight um not not that hard i think i ended up being like level 110 or something by the time i finished (laughs) dang yeah i was not that high i think i finished around uh, 80, 85. Oh, I, I pretty much went through and sought out every side quest and completed every dungeon. Um, did you do the uh, developer side quest? No. At all? No. Um, so yeah, I got there when I was level 60 and then that was clearly, you have to be 100 to do it or at least close to okay. 100 to do it. Um, and then by the time I was uh, over 80, I had forgotten See, I think I was like 60 or, or I was like 70 or 80 when I went and did that. But I found that a lot you could cheese a lot of the high level side quests if you were just really good at dodging Hiding? and yeah. yeah. Um because one of the side quests had like a level 200 dungeon and I think I did that at like level 70 or whatever and I just dodge uh shoot flame, dodge shoot flame and let the dog kind of deal the damage until he would die. Nice. And then rather... 
Yeah, but the um, the developer side quest was interesting because they they're like, if you accept this quest, I'm going to delete your save, and then they pretend to delete your save. <laughs> yeah, I got up to the point where you had to fight them, and that's uh-huh. where I had to nope out because I just could not finish that fight. So, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, but that that whole thing was pretty hilarious. <laughs> it was good. And then um, WoW's 15th anniversary event started on Tuesday, so I've been doing that. Um, There is a uh, nine-boss raid that you can queue for that's in, like, three different parts, and each part... first we have to ask, Kelly, did you buy the statue? No, my husband did. (gasps) (gasps) Wow, okay. Um, Plot twist. Yeah, if it would have been um, Arthas, I would have bought the crap out of it, but what I don't really care. What are you getting that? Just a statue, or do they sell the um, game, too, because like you don't already have it? The statue, the two anniversary mounts. Um, oh, what you could buy separate. Some prints, some art prints that are actually really cool looking. I wish that we could get a frame for them because they're really neat. And I can't remember what else came with it. But um, yeah, my my husband bought that. Um, it was a little bit too pricey for me, and especially with Ragnaros, because like I said, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of love for Ragnaros. Um, By fire, be purged. Yeah, actually, even this Ooh, week I've got lakes now. <laughs> so yeah, this week I don't really don't have a lot of love for Ragnaros. So each part of this raid. Um, is an expansion. So one wing is Burning Crusade, one ring is Lich King, and one ring, wing is Cataclysm. And you go to Chromie to queue for this raid, and she's like, let me tell you the story of the past. And she takes you into a flashback, and you actually fight some of the bosses of the past. Um, I can't remember all of the bosses, but I know that she make, Chromie makes little quips at the end of each fight, like you fight Catholic Rider, and she's like, well, he really had a setback there. Uh... Um, <laughs> you fight too. the Cataclysm version of Nefarian, and she was like, oh, so, sorry, you, we left that before you had the chance to loot his head. Mm. Um, which which <laughs> all, of her, all of her little clips, clips are really hilarious. And the fights are really easy. I mean, you don't even have to kill the boss. You just have to do a certain amount of damage to it. Except for Ragnaros for some reason. For some reason, Ragnaros is just... It's the cat or the Firelands version of Ragnaros. Oh, so he gets and, out and dances huh? around? Yeah, and... Well, no, he doesn't get out. It's something about all the ads just makes it so freaking hard. And it didn't help that that fight was bugged at the beginning of the week where um, you just kind of kept endlessly teleporting. So I couldn't even finish the fight. Um, And then I went back in. Oh, wait, sorry. You said finish the fight. You triggered my Halo 3 music. Sorry. No, and then I went back in later in the week and they'd fixed the bug. But then I think we ended up dying like five times before we finally got enough DPS for it to count for a kill. And for doing all this, you get a Deathwing mount. How big of a Deathwing mount? I mean, mean, it's just like the size of your standard Drake. No. But it's just a Deathwing model. So it's like like riding, um, oh, you don't have this in 14 yet, do you? 
Do you have Midgard Stormer as a mount in 14 yeah. yet? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so you know, like, he's, like, so gigantic, and then you get this mount that's like, oh, that's not as big as you were. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I can see where you came, that, came up with that. But no, I, I have Deathwing, or I had Midgard Stormer, I have Deathwing. It looks pretty cool. I'm riding around on it right now, actually. Uh, you also get a um, little Nefarian mini pet for logging on. And the other reason why I've been playing the 15th anniversary event is because um, you get an item that increases experience and reputation 15%. Uh, Bless you. Bless, Bless you. you, Anna. Until um, I think when the actual anniversary is, which is like the 15th. No, the, the anniversary actually stops on the 24th. Okay. So pretty much most of the month you can run around and get extra reputation and uh, EXP, which is really nice if you're trying to grind out reputation for the allied races. Um, oh, I need to do a bunch of those in theory. So this would be a good time to do those? Yeah, it, it would is be. Is it for all the expansions? Um, yeah, no, it, it's just, it's a, it's a buff that persists through death that uh, you get, it's yeah, WoW's 15th anniversary buff. So any character that you log in with during this time period, you'll get um, you get the item that applies the buff. Cool. Do I have to play WoW? Well, of course you've got to yeah, play WoW. Yeah, I don't WoW. know about that part then. Hmm. Kelly, I have a question. Yes? Why, why did you log back in WoW? We were free. Because I wanted to... You didn't need to do this anymore. You were because free. Volpera. Because, because Volpera. I... Because of the Fox because Boys. Of... Yeah, but even though that's not coming until next year. They're not even cat boys. You like no, the kitties. I still like foxes. Boys. Okay. <laughs> Dang it, I just got that song out of my head. <laughs> Sorry. I hate you. <laughs> um so uh okay. Are you in is is it better now? Did they fix this expansion? Uh, it's a little <laughs> bit better. Well no, I mean the expansion <laughs> the expansion still sucks. I like. I feel like your sigh told me more about anything else that you could expound on afterwards. Like, I mean, ugh. now it's like, oh, now I that... can tell they've done stuff that they haven't fixed it. That there's still major issues that they've tried. That you're trying. <laughs> well, no. Now that I have unlocked flying and can kind of fly over all of the crap, then I'm not as frustrated. The, the story is still mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can fly over it, so it's okay. Are they, is um, the story even in the game, or are all these cutscenes on YouTube instead? You don't even see them in the game. Um, all the cutscenes are on YouTube. Though, interestingly enough, I did the Alliance side story last week because I was trying to unlock the c- culture and humans. Wait, you played through the entire expansion as Alliance in a week? Yeah. You can do that? And, yeah. Okay. And the I thought Alliance, it would take longer. Sorry. No, the Alliance has a much better story. From what I could tell, because it actually it going into Janet Proudmore's kind of history and backstory and what comes of that is very if you've been following the story since um, Vanilla, like I have, mm-hmm. uh, or even before Vanilla with Warcraft 3, seeing all the stuff with Janet Proudmore is just cool and heart wrenching at the same time. And it, it doesn't feel like uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rohan stuff. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Okay. Um, it doesn't even really get into the Rohan stuff, just more uh, Jaina and Well, you know her... what I mean by that, right? Like the Wormtongue equivalent and all that. But anyway, it oh, doesn't matter. Oh, no. Um, 
getting into Jaina's stuff and how her kind of rift with her family and the reconciliation from that was very beautiful and kind of brought a tear to my eye. And unfortunately, the Horde side does not have nearly as good of a story because it's all troll crap. And I don't really didn't really care for all that. It didn't. But Bonsidi. Well, okay. Bon- Bonsamity. Is that what you mean, Anna? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. And he's in the Bonsamdi. next expansion. I know. He's so good. Bonsamdi is cool. I will give you that. But like all these Zandalari troll stuff, we've never even met before. So it's like meaningless to me. Versus all the Jaina stuff, which has had hooks since Warcraft 3. So. Well, and th- as I a think... horde in this expansion, it's got to be like, uh, I don't Are even like what I'm doing. Like, what am I, why? Or you're into yeah. the PvP and you don't care. It's like, no, I, and I'm not in the I PvP, mean, so. Ugh. I mean, I always play my horde character first because that's where I started. And I didn't like playing horde this time around. It's just. Oh, I felt awful, and my character, or the story was awful on the Horde side. So what you're saying, Chris, is you have a tiny PvP-ness? <laughs> Horde side. Anyway. Uh, um, harder than I should have. Thanks. But I, I'm probably boring the crap out of, out of everybody with WoW stuff. I'm trying to care. I'm having such trouble. I'm interested. I want to go back. I'm just playing a lot of review games right now. You want to go back and play classic. I want to. Tr- I know. I want to go back and play classic with you because just to you make didn't me mad. Classic. You want to just make me mad about classic. You want to be like, oh, look at this, Chris. Like, why are we doing this? No, this is stupid. Why do we have to do it this way? And you're like, ah, you're just gonna take pleasure in my suffering. A little. I, yeah. I. I mean, I downloaded the client. I'm. I've hovered over making a character. I just realized oh. that I don't I don't want to deal with ammo. Are you going to join in this and just make fun of me as well? Oh, oh yeah, Maybe. yeah. We have to have like a, a static group come January. No, no, no. And we'll do it one or two nights a week and we'll we'll broadcast it while we do it. <laughs> and I'm then sick. The I'm washing thing. my hair that night. Go ahead. And then the the last thing I've been playing is um Octopath Traveler. I finished a good game, right? I, yeah, it's good. I've I finished five of the eight stories. Um, this week I finished Cyrus, Tressa, Ulbrich, and Ophelia. Holy cow, you're hauling ass! Yeah, um, it's it's because I got everybody to their last chapter and then kind of took a break from the game oh. to play through Destiny Connect. So that all I had to do was just pop in and do everybody's final chapters. Well, and you did a lot of leveling up. Yeah. Yeah, I ground a lot. Um, most of the final bosses have been kind of in- inconsequential. Uh, I'll be curious what the final, final boss does to me, though. But we'll, we'll see. Um, Cyrus's and... Ophelia's final chapters were very dark. Oh yeah, that that game definitely does not shy away from some pretty intense stories. And what? then uh, Tressa's was beautiful and gave me feels. I did like hers. I there was no story that I really disliked, even the ones that were like kind of like hard to do. 
felt good. I don't know if that makes sense. I found Obrix to be kind of the least interesting of the entire cast so far. That's fair. Just because he... His his whole thing was just trying to like get revenge on his kingdom getting burned to the ground getting and owned. yeah yeah and none of it has been very interesting at all. I just finished his this morning because I woke up really early and I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm done with his because it's just yeah. And I'm off to do Primrose next, which I can't wait to see. Wait to see the ending to to because of the cliffhanger that it left off on. Oh yeah. What, you thought you knew the bad guy? <laughs> no. Yeah, really. Really. Um, I, I, I know I've been kind of off and on on this game, but I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Good. I honestly wished I would have finished it last year, but I just was not... I don't know what it was. I just was not feeling it last year, and now I am feeling it, and I don't know what was wrong with me. I mean, remember that I bounced off of Cold Steel. A game which mm-hmm. I not only loved, but like I loved it so much that I immediately jumped into the second half. Yeah, same here. I, I still have Cold Steel in my PS3 waiting for, waiting to be played. So after this, do you have to do the expansion for Octopath? There, there, no there was an expansion. There's a, there's a... No, there's a mobile game. Oh. It's not out yet. Oh, that's a mobile game? Yeah. I keep seeing the tag when I post podcasts mentioning Octopath. I'm like, oh, they must have released DLC or something. No. Oh. Um, and isn't it on Steam? Because I saw that they removed the uh, Yeah, so Octopath Traveler is on Steam. Okay. And yeah, they stealth um, took out Denuvo on it, which is a good thing. One, because Denuvo is not an effective antivirus or anti-cheat uh, piracy. or piracy measure or whatever the hell it is. But it was killing the performance of the game. Okay. Like, there were people that hacked Denuvo out of it and put it side by side with uh, it running with Denuvo, and it was, like, noticeably different. Hmm. Even to someone like me, where I'm like, frame rate problems, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's a frame rate problem? What's a frame rate problem? And it's running at 7 FPS. Oh, I don't notice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am the same way. I don't notice frame rate crap unless it's terrible. Although, I was playing my Embargo game last night, and I turned to Chris, and I'm like, is it bad that I notice that this game has high load times? He's like, uh, yes. Another thing but, I tend not to notice. Which but, I don't yeah, understand, but okay. I, I notice if it's blatant, like Destiny Connect had bad load times. Um I want to say almost like Sonic 06 level bad. Ooh. Oh, I need to like borrow that game from you. From me? Yeah. Okay. I can mail it. Thank you. I still have something I need to mail to you. That's why I'm thinking. Oh, okay. That's why I have it on my mind. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Um, I, don't mind, I don't mind mailing it. I don't even mind if I don't get it back, to be honest. But <laughs> You will. Okay. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, that's all I've, all I've been playing. All right. Uh, Alex. Alex, tell us about um, conceiving. Uh, Alex, should we sing the song? Should we sing the song? Congratulations. <sighs> on your, I'm a, on I'm your new alive. Okay, thank you. Why was I alone? All right, go ahead. Yeah, that song doesn't actually appear in the first game. Oh, uh, boo! Sang you in two. 
Disappoint. No buy. Disappointed. Yeah, like like you clearly <laughs> buy it beforehand, but <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Much much like this um this town hero is a game. Conception Plus is also a game. Yeah, well, and it's <laughs> so here's the interesting thing is like the way that Alex describes it in the review. I'm like, oh man, this sounds like a game that is totally for me. It's like it's a dungeon crawler that you have to like play through stuff repeatedly. But you like Conception too, so you know you'll like Conception Plus. Well, right? Conception Two, I would say, has learned from the problems of Conception One because remember, Conception Plus but this is, is a remake Conception Plus of the first game. So now they should backport those lessons to the first game, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Okay, I mean, Alex, I... back me up on this. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to think what the lessons would be. I mean, it just narrows down and actually uses the characters more in the story and yeah oh my god it takes 45 minutes to get the gameplay in this game in what in conception plus oh yeah Yeah. there's a lot Uh, that that 45 minutes is just resolving the entire um pregnancy storyline that comes up at the top and then it just yeah that's resolved and then doesn't need to get mentioned ever again (laughs) yeah it's just it's just basically part of getting them all to yeah, so you start off with a pair of high school students. One of them, the girl, says that she thinks she might be pregnant, and then they just randomly get teleported to a fantasy world where the pregnancy turns out to be some weird impurity monster that she like coughs up, and then it sort of reforms into a monster <laughs> which they beat up. So, I, yeah. I, I think Fun it, times. I don't think I'm going to examine that any further because there's implications. I mean, you know, that get yeah. political and spiritual and just real bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't really need to. I mean. But yeah, after that, you've basically you've got the the character who's called God's Gift, who your basically job is to create star children with the star maidens. There's twelve and of them. Take, yeah, and then take the star children into the labyrinth, into the labyrinths and just beat up monsters. And there's what? Yeah, one labyrinth for each star maiden. And that is basically the entire game. This looks boring. Is it boring? It's very repetitive. Why is it better? Why is the second one better, Anna? Can you explain already? It's got fewer dungeons. That just means it's shorter. <laughs> so there's less game to get frustrated with. Is, that is what there you're more saying? to it than that, Anna? Um, no, there's that's... slightly more to it. Yeah, there's slightly more. There's a few more things in terms of the star children when you get rid of them that has a bit more of effect the character is actually more ingrained into the story so i mean only a couple of the star mains actually have any real relevance into what's going on the rest of them are just there to be star maidens and so is there really no story here this is all about building your party with star children and enjoying the combat all of the star mains have their own sort of side story their own personal story which goes up the more you bond with them through events and creating star children but yeah other than that you're pretty much just going through stuff alright so if you don't like the combat or building the teams then it's no good Yeah, the combat is decent enough but it's there's so many times you're going to have to fight the same enemies again and again I basically turned on auto battle for the entire about 90% of the game I was just using auto battle and speeding everything up because 
it's weirdly balanced as well in that you either have you're either strong enough or you're not strong enough and you're just gonna get damaged really quickly. So it's easier to just grind and turn on all to grind for a bit and then move on. Yeah, see this all sounds good to me. I'm weird. Uh I think the problem I mean, I, is, I, I is this game is on only PS four, right? Uh PS4 and PC. Yeah. What else hey, have PC, you, been playing? you can play it on your laptop. Yeah, maybe. What else have you been playing, Alex? Actually, no, the only thing I will credit Conception Plus is that the start of NAR is still adorable. And easily the best, best part of the game. It is fun to just have a party of you and then 12 basically mini warriors wandering around with you. They call, do they still call you daddy? Uh, not so much in this one. Yeah, it doesn't have the quite as many of the sort of Stupidly hot woman comments that <laughs> the second game does. Stupidly heartwarming. <laughs> Stupidly heartwarming. I am writing that down. <laughs> Stupidly heartwarming. All right, what else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a bit of uh, Greedful. What's Greedful? Greedful is the latest game from Spiders, which developed the Mars Warlogs. And uh, what else did they do? So they take them on service. Or is this is this an RPG? Yeah, Greedfall was the latest RPG. That, I mean, Spies is an RPG studio from it's a French French RPG studio. So all of the stuff they've done previously is RPGs. Wait, was Mars Wars Log an RPG? Yeah. Did we cover yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Mars thought Wars it was survival something. horror. So my bad. No, that's. It's like Red Faction or something else. Oh, thank you. All right, carrying on. Yeah, so, yeah, Greedfall is basically set in an equivalent, sort of fancy version of Napoleonic era world, so all about, like, colonialism, etc. where you're going, you're at part of, part of a country that's sort of establishing itself on an, on an island that has natives. And so forth, but you're there to try and look for a cure for a sort of disease that's affecting the main continent. It's it's pretty. It's probably Spider's strongest one yet. There's nothing particularly amazing about it, but it's good for scratching the Dragon Agey itch a bit. It certainly doesn't do anything hugely exciting. The combat is probably a little more like The Witcher than it is. Dragon Age because it's a bit about just trying to avoid avoid getting hit more often than not. Though on easy, that's not really much of a challenge anyway. So it doesn't have it doesn't have the same level of challenge that the Witcher does on the lower levels anyway. Looks like the combat is what real time with pause. Yeah, real time with sort of yeah sort of pause. Sort I had pause. to double okay. I had to double take for a second there. What? It's like real time with what? With pause, yeah, not you. Oh, not oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> real time gaming with pause. Yeah, she doesn't do that much anymore. <laughs> it's real slow. Hey. <laughs> wow. Carry yeah. Yeah, on. It, it, is the story all right, Alex? I mean, because like this is one of those where I don't know if the combat's going to keep you interested the whole time when you've got a Witcher out there, you oh, know, no. that you can do instead. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't care about combat in Witcher either, to be honest. So <laughs> I was always playing it on easy. But yeah, the, st- the story's decent enough. The setting's probably the most interesting part of it. There's nothing hugely fascinating about the story so far, but it could get better. It depends on how it. It depends on how it builds up. So I'm still, I think, in the first half of the game. So but, just but, one of these open world sandboxy third person. It, no, RPGs, it's not. It's not. No? It's not really sandboxy. It's just. Okay. It, just because it's a bit more like, yeah, as I said, it's a bit more like Dragon Age in that okay. you're going around just doing quests. That I mean, they're mostly pretty. All the quests so far are mostly pretty. Then you know, you're basically going off to investigate something, which in, involves talking to a bunch of NPCs and then either finding something or beating something up. Do you uh, have all, companions? Decent, yeah, you have. You have two companions with you and I think there's up to, I think there's five crucible companions can you bed yeah, your companions there, is, there are sort of romance quests but that comes uh... as part of like doing their individual side stories because they've all got their own set of quests oh as they've well. got loyalty quests there's Mass Effect now no yeah, yeah. sort of no, sorry okay sorry. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's nowhere near as sort of deep as that there's, there, there, are, there is approval ratings and so forth. So if you do stuff, you get might get approval of one of the factions and so forth. And that I think builds up towards the ending, whether you get a good ending or not with those particular factions and how all that plays out. But better than yeah. Technomancer, mm, possibly on par, just on about. Par. Okay. Yeah, which are two definitely there's their strongest games and more interesting ones. Okay. Yeah, it it does a good job sort of trying not getting too, not trying to um, be too aim too high. I think is what with what it's trying to do. So it keeps it keeps itself fairly grounded, and that that works to its favour. I think it's definitely nice to have the sort of that era style RPG because there's not many like it. Sort of a bit of sort of just the start of gunpowder age and so forth. So is this game one where you can avoid combat by talking your way out of it, or is it like you need combat no matter what? And this isn't a no. You, you're you're going to be in combat okay. no matter what. There's right. no. There are there are some stealth stealth bits where you. Oh where no no! I don't want stealth in a spider's. Well, I, I say stealth. It's not really stealth. You're just crouching down and. Walking past people. The only stealth I want in a game like this is leveling my stealth by crouching next to someone while they're sleeping. (laughs) But that's like, I haven't had that since Oblivion. There isn't isn't actually sort of a stealth rating. It's just you crouching crouching down and walking walking past people while they're not looking. And that's, it's all very straightforward. There is a clear and obvious route that you're taking. It's just waiting, waiting for them to walk past and then go past them and done. It's more adding flavor to the quest than a How's serious the loot? part. I see there's colored loot. Do you get good loot? Um, I've not found too much loot, but I've not been going around beating up right. major things so far. I imagine there's something. It's got the usual spiders crafting system where you can add craft bits onto, onto the armor that just gives you boost and so forth that get displayed on it. Which is decent. I mean, yeah, it's all. It's no, yeah, as I said, there's nothing spectacular about it, but it's all generally just solid. 
Yeah, writing is decent. There is a lot. There's there are some issues on the subtitles where there are a lot of typos in them, <laughs> and things that don't actually match what have been said. So it have like the incorrect word there, but it's nothing. It's nothing that ruins the experience. It's just weird. Okay. Do you want to talk about animals now? Yeah. Tell me about the zoo tycoon. No, Planet Zoo. Planet Zoo. Planet Zoo. Yeah, different one. (laughs) So, okay, Planet Coaster. I was never interested in the theme park thing. Now we've got aminals. Can I I make a a kitty exhibit and have fun? How does this work? I'm not sure about that. There There are a list of animals. There are tigers. Okay. Are there tigers? Yeah, there are tigers. There should be tigers there tig- and lions. There's lions there's on the freaking poster. There's tigers and lions. Yeah, there's definitely lions. There's definitely tigers. I think there's oh leopards my. as well. Like, the poster looks like the freaking Lion King. Like, Simba's and his kids sitting up there. Like, there's got to be at least lions. So, yeah. what, what do I do? What do I do in Planet Zoo? Is it broken? Is it good? Is it kind of... Eh? Do they have silly stuff like Coaster did? I don't think there's much silly stuff. It's oh. So far, it's been really good. But I've been, I've been playing the career mode, which... So far, as mostly acted as the tutorial mode, just to introduce all the various elements. It's now, I think, the the career mode that I've just done is where the first time I've actually started building one from scratch. So that's interesting. But so far, it seems really strong. There's a lot of, a really a lot of things you can do with it. The watching watching animals is obviously just fun in itself. It's quite easy just to just stick the camera on, on an animal and just tell it to follow it from really close range, just watch it do. can have a tortoise race, animal stuff. That's a lot of tortoises, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't really tell them to have the race, so just wander around and do do tortoise stuff. Okay. <laughs> so eat, sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Poop. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do in terms of actually designing designing the zoo so you will be researching different styles of buildings but when you actually come to placing placing things placing items inside all the all the habitats and so forth you get loads of control over that and design so that's that's probably going to be the bit that i struggle with the most because i'm really bad at just designing stuff using these sort sort of tools but you'll be you'll is there like an easy mode where it's like, I just want the lions to be here. Make it go. Make there be lions here and do the stuff they need. I know that I know there's a sandbox mode. Though. I don't know if you can like do stuff like turn off cash or whatever, like you could in. I think. I don't want to place every single piece of foliage. You know. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. It it does have some blueprint blueprint versions, so you can have like kind of generic things. You yeah, you probably do need to actually. It will tell you to place all the foliage, but it's not Ugh. it's not too bad on, right. on that front. You are you are just doing it just to make the numbers numbers on the animals go up so that you're like satisfying what they need. I do like making the numbers go up. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, you make them go up and down to balance out what they no, I don't want them to go down. Each, no, no, not going down. Bad going Well no, down. but it turns green if you make them go down correctly. Oh, okay. Red. Right. So you you do get you get a colour bonus instead. This animal here. Okay. Uh, oh, an aardvark. All right. Great. I'm an aardvark. 
What? <laughs> Ooh, a hippo mud party. Here we go. Is it the North American house hippo? I don't. No, it is not. They are pygmy hippos, though. Cool. Oh, there you go. Alex, are you going to play this more, or did you just try it out and say, eh? I'll play your place more because it, it is very addictive actually, when you start building stuff. So are we going to do an adventure corner for this, or are you just playing it for funsies? Um, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how actually much it takes. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious about right this. But yeah, I mean, so far it's a really strong... <laughs> Kelly's going to have a zoo just only lions and tigers. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, leopards. You, you know oh, and leopards. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's snow leopards. Um, well, I can't remember. There's, there are quite a lot of animals in it. Can so. you mod this yeah. thing? Are people going to add more animals and stuff? I'm not sure because they actually have like, behavior stuff to it. So there's, it's quite possible they'll add, we'll pro probably add DLC or stuff to it. A lot of the workshop <laughs> stuff will be just building the. Build some building designs and stuff, so you'll be able to sort of have some more design Chris, choices yeah. and so forth. Oh, a lot of people don't know this. You know what my second favorite animal is outside of cats? It, it's going to surprise you. It's frogs. Oh. Frogs and toads. Again, that's frogs. That's surprising. Yes. The, fo the frogs, I think, go in the uh, small exhibit. You know so. what Anna's is? Snakes Badgers. and bats. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew. I knew bats. I wasn't sure about snakes. Uh, she likes the sneaky snakes. Um, nope ropes actually terrify the crap out of me. Yeah, Anna's but into the nope ropes. They're so smooth, and they like to curl up on you, <laughs> and um, then squeeze the air out of you. <laughs> only if you're mean. Okay. When. When I used to have to mow my parents' lawn, we'd get garter snakes in our backyard all the time and had one get up on the deck of the lawnmower in fear. And I don't know if you've ever seen a grown woman do a handstand on a riding lawnmower, but that's basically what I did. <laughs> I, how does that protect you from the snake exactly? It doesn't. Okay. It It, it doesn't. It it's just you got doing what you need deck. to do. All right, cool. It, it got up on the deck, and I did nearly did a handstand on the steering wheel. I freaked out so bad. And... I yeah, video of that. There, there was no video. Okay. Just uh, imagine. <laughs> <gasps> There's red pandas. Can you get regular pandas? I don't know. Yes, they're all giant pandas. There you go. Ooh, maybe I can get a... Hey, look, they have sand slashes. Pangolins. Huh? Pangolins. Sand true. Slash. I don't know what these are in real life, so... Now, I know you're telling a... me the name right now, and it's still not sticking in my head. I see a Pokemon still. It's like penguins, <laughs> but pangolins. Can you get penguins? Can we make a penguin exhibit? Anna, we should play this game. Oh, I didn't no. see penguins. You don't want to play this game? No. Why? Because it's boring. Oh, shoot. Denied. It sounds like a very chill-out game. You right? can make the safari. I mean, yeah, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's in that whole theme hospital, SimCity, etc. Yeah, no, I, I just, I grew out of them. Sorry. I, I like Peter, games you play like it, this. and I'll watch you play it. 
Um, That's what your job know. is, right? To play games for me? <laughs> You're a streamer. That's how that works. Speaking of Peter, <laughs> what have you been playing this week? I don't remember anymore. It took forever <laughs> to get through the games. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I was actually not going to have any games on my list. Um, he texted I, me and he's like, is it okay if I'm on the show if I haven't played anything? <laughs> just like, I've been dealing with health issues and trying to get everything sorted out. So it's like, and I just you have haven't a baby. had baby. Yeah, and the baby. So I just, uh, no motivation. I turned my game on like three times in the past two weeks and turned it right back off because I just couldn't motivate myself. But uh, Harvest Moon Mad Dash came in yesterday, and uh, I have been actually wanting to play this game for a while. And uh, I think this this whole set of games is like games that are, you know, all right. They're good games, right? Um, and that's kind of how I feel about uh, Mad Dash. So it does make me itch for a actual Harvest Moon game. Uh, and I realize it's not really the uh, what it's trying to accomplish. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's an adorable it? game. What's that? Shouldn't it? Uh, shouldn't it what? I'm sorry. Shouldn't it want you to play a full Harvest Moon game? Oh, no, no, no. Um, maybe. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, each game, even if it, if it uses the same IP, it should still be, you know, its own standalone title. Right. Uh... So uh, in, in my mind anyways. Um, and I feel like, you know, the things that Mad Dash does for itself, it does well. Right. Um, but then there's the the Harvest Moon side of me that's like, but this still isn't a Harvest Moon game. So, yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I have been, uh, you know, really clobbering through it. Um, there's stages in it that feel like, you know, it's um, it's way too easy. Um, like the high score will be, you know... Um, 10,000 or 20,000 or something and I'll end up with like 170,000 and then there are stages like uh, the strawberry stage which I was telling you about uh, earlier that uh, it feels like you should be able to do just fine on them and you always end up coming up one star short which for my OCD is just like not fun for me I'm you just like maybe explain how to play this game because I don't think yeah. you have um, yeah so the premise of the game is basically um, it's it's taking the the harvesting part of um of harvest moon and and mashing it into like a two to three minute harvest fest um so the premise is to grab your plants uh that you're growing for that particular stage um put them together and each time you put them together they they grow a level of of maturity um once they reach the the harvestable maturity you pull them up you get points for it um, you get more points for um, bigger plants, which are like two by twos, three by threes. I think the biggest one is what a five by five. Five by five, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's the the premise of it, and and that's what I say. Like for this game, what it does itself, like I don't really like puzzler games like these, like match two, match three kind of thing. But this is actually a lot of fun for me. I, I enjoy the premise. I like what it does. Um, 
there are a few things that, and this is where I say that I can't separate like my Harvest Moon brain from my Mad Dash brain. Um, there are a few things that make it really challenging for me. So the the cursor that tells you where to pick up or where you're going to pick up and plot, um, I cannot seem to figure it out. So I've tried the under myself method and I've tried the in front of me method. And the only thing that I think that that jives and why it feels that way is because the cursor doesn't actually lock. So this is, I think, the first real Harvest Moon game that doesn't lock you into like a, a grid pattern. You're kind of free roaming a lot. Um, and it doesn't seem to want to register where I am. So I find myself either picking up things I don't want to pick up or putting down like one space away from where I actually wanted to be, stuff like that. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, it could be me, but I feel like uh, that's the only piece of it that's been really challenging for me. Um, the game is incredibly adorable, though. Um, though I squeed out loud and and actually almost text you about it, Anna, when the cow fell asleep after eating some, <laughs> I just like, I couldn't even take how cute it was. I'm like, this is almost cuter than my baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, what I'm referring to is, is so they also have animals. Um, there's not just crops that you harvest and, uh, the cows will eat hay and produce milk just as they've done always. But when they're finished producing milk, if you're not into a frenzy, uh, what I, I don't actually know what that mode is called. It's farming frenzy. Is it farming frenzy? Okay. Um, so when you're in the farming frenzy, if you're not in farming frenzy, rather, uh, the cows will get tired from producing milk and they just kind of flop on their sides and fall asleep. Um, and they're the only animals that do it. This, the sheep still stand up. Uh, the chickens don't really, they just kind of close their eyes, but the cows kind of flop over and it's really cute. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else um, that I really like enjoyed or anything that I found that was, I did like, um, I do like the pacing of it though. I feel like uh, this really should be a mobile game. Um, and I understand why it came out on switch because switch is pretty much as mobile as it gets nowadays uh, as far as consoles. But I feel like this will be an excellent fit on um, actual phones and um, tablets is it available on anything like that? Nope. PS4 and Switch okay. right now. Right. Okay. Um, the and uh, oh, there was one other thing I noticed too. Um, I and I don't know if this is a Switch only thing because I've noticed that Switch titles seem to have issues all the time with games that I love, and I, I really drives me insane. But um, sometimes when you're starting up a stage, uh, you'll get like this weird lag spike, um, and then you don't realize you're holding your kind of character in a certain direction and he'll just like bolt off to the corner because that's where he actually is. But the game didn't catch up with it. Um, I had an issue with this and I, I talked with Anna about this too, but uh, little dragons cafe does the same thing. It's like uh, apparently on PS4, it runs just fine, but on the switch, it's like either poorly optimized or, you know, something's up with it. And in little Dragon's Cafe runs at like two frames a second. Um, so this this seems to be the only time. It's just when the the match first or the um, the stage first starts, uh, you have this like weird lag spike, and then everything runs smooth after that. But uh, yeah, um, you know I'm enjoying it. I'm I think I'm on stage like thirty 
34 or 35. Uh, I have no clue how many stages there are. It seems like there's a lot. Um, is there 100 main stages? Give or take. Okay. So, yeah, there's those and then the the side stages that have all these other little challenges. There's a lot of little mechanics that they've added into this that I've really liked. Um, I love the magma um, feature and I hate the ice, but that's a personal hate, not like a it's a bad thing. The ice just drives me insane. But I've been I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I, I will always love Harvest Moon OG titles more, um, but I'll never pass up an opportunity to play a game like this. Is that everything you've been playing this week? That's it. That was literally yesterday and today. <laughs> Wait, you did 35 levels like last night and this morning? Holy cow. Yes. You've been grinding pretty hard on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's even with the little, you know, gripes that I have, I think they're more personal gripes, not necessarily like, oh my God, this game is bad gripes, right? It's just like me personally and, and how I, I guess, play games. Um, but I enjoy the game overall. Like I think it's a good game. Sweet. All right. I think that's yeah. everybody. No. Oh, Chris, what have you been playing? I've been playing more of the Outer Worlds, and I love that game so much. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I love the writing in the Outer Worlds. It's the best thing. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Hey, uh, hey Chris. Yeah? What color should Maxwell's hammer be? Uh, it should be silver. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we had a little in-joke last night about <laughs> the Maxwell-named hammer in the game and whether or not Anna should recognize the song by the name or only by Ting Ting. Which apparently Anna only recognizes Maxwell's silver hammer if I say it's that Ting Ting song by the Beatles. Which, okay. That's not it my goes name. Ting Ting, Maxwell's silver hammer. No? No. Mm. Bang, bang, at least. I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> so uh, I've been playing the, the Outer Worlds. I finished through the Edgewater area, and now I'm on the uh, spaceship area, which is uh, uh, you dock with the spaceship and do a bunch of quests there so i'm working through that one i'm loving the writing still loving the writing i like the quests um i'm involved in like the fate of the people i'm dealing with um the first area has you make a really hard choice um to the point where like i had to go look up the consequences of what i was doing because i cared about not doing the wrong thing which isn't how you should play a game like this but like there that's how emotionally no right involved way. i was there is actually um they Ooh. did make they did make a, a way that uh, essentially the happiest ending um but <laughs> they shouldn't they probably shouldn't have but they did and i like them that they did because like that makes me feel better because i'm here to fix things that's what i do in these games i make everyone's <laughs> lives better it's like well i can't organize my own shit so i'm gonna <laughs> fix it in this video game world instead <laughs> oh I feel that's the really same sad way. <laughs> really yeah, kind of hits home there but yeah it's true. <laughs> sorry that's no, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm watching this level with cows running around wanting milk in this Harvest Moon game. And I'm, I don't know what's happening now. And they're falling asleep. What is going on? After you milk the cows, they tip over and take a nap. <laughs> Why do you cow tip? You cow tip. <laughs> and they're yeah, so I cute when they the do it. Yeah, I explained the concept of cow tipping to Taka yeah? a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. This is the result. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in fact, um, so we had an interesting conversation at E3 with some of the Natsume VIPs about whether the the i the whether the the selection square should be immediately underneath you or in front of you. 
And like half the VIPs wanted it one way and half the VIPs wanted another. I turned to talk. I'm like, you know, we could just do both. And he's like, maybe. Guess what? Both. It's almost like having the character as a distraction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because hey, if you were just controlling the square, it'd be better. Peter, you know what actually might help you? Play, mm-hmm. play Soleil instead of the human. Okay, I can try yeah, that. Yeah, play the gem sprite because he or she uh, floats. It, they. No, no, no. It's he or she. Oh. The the blue one. Oh, with there's the two. Left okay. blue eye is the guy, and the pink one with the left pink eye is the girl. Oh, you don't want to. If they got pink eye, you should let them rest first before you interact. <sighs> you don't want to get that. You don't want pink eye. It's so bad. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Outer Worlds is amazing. If you're interested in it at all, like give it a shot. Um, I feel like I'm finally like, um, you know, Max Storm, rest in peace. He always wanted, he would always say to try Fallout New Vegas, and I never got around to that. But now I feel like I understand what everyone was talking about with Fallout New Vegas because uh, my understanding is that the writing and quality is similar in this game to that game, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so good. All the complaints I had about like the Bethesda Fallout games, I just don't have them here, and it's like. It, and it's all because of the quality of the writing, basically. So I'm loving it, and I highly recommend it. Ba-da, it's on ba-ba-ba. Game Pass, um, and uh, so you could just play it. There's one issue, though, with it on Game Pass, and wow, that's a lot of coconuts. Um, there's an issue with it on Game Pass where um, yeah, this mad dash is weird. The the uh, You can't uh, do cross-save. So even though it's Game Pass, Windows Store, slash Xbox... Um, and you could just, you know, play it on either, uh, your save does not cloud save over. And that's really annoying. Um, and I don't know if that's related to how there's a, a separate w- uh, PC version in the Windows Store or that the game's actually published by Private Division and not by Microsoft in this case or, or what, but uh, it's very frustrating. So uh, I hate that. But I don't know what else to say about that other than it sucks and I hope they patch it. Um, also... They have a weird patching thing going on. So if you find bugs in the Outer Worlds, which there are plenty of bugs because it's a big open world, you know, fallouty, break the world by just doing anything sort of engine game. Um, it's, I mean, it's not Bethesda's engine, right? I, at least I don't think so. But it's, uh, it's got some of that jank in it because of the, the nature of game it is. If you go and report a bug on the forums... Um, they respond and say, thank you, the developers are looking into this. Uh, to increase the speed of resolution of your issue, please also email private division here at here, and here's their website, um, in order to get the bug on their queue, which will result in faster resolution. Like, wait, what? What? I just reported it to the developers, and now I have to report it to the publisher, and that somehow makes the game bug get fixed faster? Like, what? There is something going on between obsidian and private division that is not right or is awkward at least and i'm concerned not that it's a real um controversy or anything it's just it something's weird there like private division isn't letting them put time on bugs unless they you know authorize the individual bug or something like because that's weird if that's the case um and i hate the idea of this game which is really good being hampered as far as getting patches because of some weird publisher rule set that shouldn't be hampering the game. But I ran it by Anna, who's dealt with some of these weird publisher rule sets, and even she's like, oh, what? I don't yeah, know what's going it's on there. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. All right. 
Is that what everybody's been playing? Did, did I really... I, I, I definitely didn't miss anybody else this time? Nope. I'm actually genuinely surprised that nobody picked up Death Stranding. Um, I really want to play it, but my dilemma with AAA games, as always, is that on Black Friday, it's going to be a fraction of the price. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just a walking simulator. They're, they should only be 30 bucks to begin with, right? <laughs> Chris has been listening to me rant about this game for a while because the reviews came out. And it's, I turned to him, I'm like, I've read all these reviews. And everybody is, like, doing these, like, incredible amount of gymnastics to ensure that they don't need to call it a walking simulator. And it was I funny mean- because I made a comment about that on my Twitter And one of my friends, and bless his soul, because he, you know, I I am, like, eschewing him of all, like, responsibility of this. He says, well, walk, don't walking simulators kind of suck. And it's like, that, that, you kind of just immediately proved my point. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate your contribution to this conversation, because it literally proved my point. Thank you. We can't call the walking simulator, because that means it sucks. (laughs) I mean, I watched my husband play a little bit of it last night, and that's kind of what it looked like to me. So is there no, no. combat in this game? Do there you is. Like... There is? Yes. Okay. If you walking go... simulators don't have combat. I, I reject the premise that walking simulators cannot have combat. Well, they traditionally don't. That's what makes them a walking simulator, because walking, once you add combat, you now have an action game. Because that's... Because you do things other than walk. So, I mean, remember that we <laughs> like, watched that Japanese... Definition. If you're walking while doing it. Yeah. Remember we oh, watched that right. Japanese stream where they showed off like an hour and a half of the the gameplay? Well, that was weird. And one of the things that he said was... There was, was no like, combat. There was. Well, Remember, he went into the dark world because he got caught by one of those oh, things. Oh, he did. There and was. And he had to fling his blood yeah. onto them. Yeah. So there is combat. Yeah, that was weird. But it's highly optional. And that is actually the words that he used for it. Highly optional. Death Stranding Walking Simulator autocompletes. Death Stranding Walking Simulator of the Year. <laughs> Death Stranding, another overrated trash game by Hideo Kojima. Walking Simulator confirmed. Death Stranding made for walking. Death Stranding, not fun, but I love it. What does that even mean? Death Stranding, the review pro walking simulator. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> it's uh, and I mean I don't think this is what happened, but doesn't it kind of feel like when you got? Doesn't it feel like there was a document that went out when you got the review code where it's like, here's the ten words you should not use in your review describing, and it. one of them and is walking the simulator. The number one on that list is walking simulator. <laughs> so Does everyone's it, using it. <laughs> well, no, I mean now it's it's people that have just played the game oh you're saying all the review people couldn't say it and now everyone else is saying it because why did the review people say it i mean is and i mean that was the thing is like i read all of these reviews i must have read like 30 plus reviews for this game trying to figure out this looks like a game that i'm gonna like but i feel like i need to be convinced because i just don't play triple a games (laughs) and so i was reading all these reviews and i'm like why are none of these calling it a walking simulator? Because I'm watching footage and I'm reading all of these descriptions and this is a walking simulator. I'm watching uh, footage supposedly from Death Stranding, but I think it's for actually from Metal Gear Survive. I'm just very... Con- yeah, it is. Yeah, that's nothing Metal Gear Survive. Survive. This has not nothing Death to do Stranding. with Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the other thing that was cracking me up yesterday was that they had released some PSN avatars of the baby, and the avatars were like simultaneously cute and creepy. Do you like soothing the baby? You, kinda, um, you have to, you have to lightly that. shake the baby. You don't shake the baby. Oh, you shake the baby. Don't shake the baby. Why are you shaking the baby? There were so many. I'm so confused. Um, there don't were so shake many the Ryan. Baby. <laughs> there were oh, so the... many Ryan gifs yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a former um, staff member at Giant Bomb that passed away. Um, but a couple years before he did, he played the the baby mama game. Where it's like is that really the name of the game? I can't remember. Baby Mama does not sound like what that game was called because that has different connotations. It's like cooking. It's cooking. It's, mama. it's cooking it's Mama, cooking but with mama, the baby. But yeah. it has a baby, and in fact, there's a doll that you play. The oh game yes, with. you shake it. He shook the doll, and he shook the hell out of the Don't doll. shake the baby. No, 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 no Don't shake, shake baby. The baby. <laughs> and the game gives you crap if you shake the baby violently. Oh look, there's the motorcycle mini game from Final Fantasy VII. What is going on in this video? Well, this he's on a motorcycle. This is this one is Death Stranding. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the other th- the other other thing that got to me watching my husband play it is that you're just kind of walking along in the wilderness, and then all of a sudden a song will just play out of nowhere. Yes. And the credits, like the credits to the song, will show up. Yes. I'm okay with that. That's yeah, that's something that they showed off in the Japanese demo, and I thought that was cool. It's cool. It probably gets old. It was, kind of, it was cool, but it was kind of jarring because it's like all of a sudden walking, and then you know suddenly the radio kicks in. Okay, so here, here, let me paint this for you. What if the song that comes up randomly is Snake Eater? <laughs> then you're into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Something tells me that that song's probably not going to be. No, it's not going to be in there, is it? Because it'd be so I... cool if it was. And it just echoes at first, and then you get closer. Like the, 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 the snake I'd want something like completely inappropriate for the situation, like oh, Twisted Car- Sister, to just pop up out of nowhere. Like Caramel Dancing, and then Norman Reedus ooh, starts ooh, doing the dance. Ooh, ooh, ah. No. All right, we should um maybe move on. To the- <laughs> you know, for a Sorry, short I got show. Sorry, I got off track. I was just surprised that. Should I play brought- this game? Yes. Really? I want to play this game. You, you can watch pl- me play it. Fuck. Okay. Excuse me for my language, but yes, I'm <laughs> so into that um, because watching you play AAA games is its own entertainment. <laughs> so, yes. And it we're going to be much a watch your spouse this is play. A, kind Anna, of game. this is a pseudo horror game. Why would you no, play it's it? It's not. But you've seen the little things. Like, look, you don't have to do that. The Invisibles. And, yeah, and look. The, the Invisibles. <laughs> it's that other game from a other thing. <laughs> you, you search for them under your couch, and then they should come out, and you see a handprint, and then you can't breathe, and you die. And there's aging rain and stuff, and I don't know what's going on in this game. I mean, honestly, from what I have read, the game is not punitive if you do die. Is this game just really bad fan fiction in a walking simulator? Could be. Yeah, I think it might be. Hey, I was, I was, I was like today day years old. Well, not quite today years old. I was three days ago. I discovered pretty much my favorite GBA game is made by Hideo Kojima. Anna Boktai? didn't know Boktai was made by Kojima. I had no idea. I love that game. 
<laughs> no one else I'm... on the cast apparently cares no, about I... it. <laughs> no, I'm just... Uh, I try... I bought a blacklight specifically to play that game indoors. <laughs> Wait, a blacklight works? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Surprisingly well. I guess it would, huh? You just gotta trip that sensor. What did you do, Anna? You don't go outside. Yeah, no, no, no. So when I when I got Boktai was when I was working like three jobs. So and you so definitely the, weren't going the outside. The only time I had to play games was on my breaks or between shifts. So I'd go outside and get a little bit of fresh air and play some games. Mm. Okay. But you I can't mean, see there... the screen when you're outside with that system. Um, You can. And you sort need of. to be outside to play Boktai. Yeah, but then the screen's washed out. I mean, bear bear in mind that I live in Kansas where we only have like three good days out of the year where the weather isn't shit. So. Don't you talk to us about weather. We're in Wisconsin, darn it. I grew up in northern Ontario. I don't know what I was living in Manitoba like. when I was going outside. Okay, she's from Canada. She might win. Hey, are we ready for the um, news? Yeah. Feedback. No. Feedback. Feedback. Feedback's oh, really feedback. easy. Oh, okay. We asked uh, about your okay. thoughts on BlizzCon. And we got two replies. We got a reply from a guy who says he cannot separate um, the whole Hong Kong incident from BlizzCon and or from Blizzard. And so he's not down with anything Blizzard right now. And Victor um, gave a more nuanced feedback. So um, Victor says, I wasn't disappointed by BlizzCon, mostly because Battle for Azeroth has torpedoed my expectations to an all time low. Ouch. The Shadowlands World of Warcraft expansion looks it looks like it might have a significantly better story than BFA, which sadly is not saying much. I will probably get the cheaper basic Shadowlands expansion because I cannot stand the appearance of the in-game mount and in-game pets of the more expensive version. I do appreciate the lower price point of $40, making Shadowlands $10 cheaper than Legion and BFA. Yeah, I feel like that $10 upcharge that kind of appeared out of nowhere was not well received. I think they were trying to justify it because it came with level boosts and then. Yeah, but no, that that's not a value add up to the point. No, of... I, I mean, I don't think it's a value add. I think that that's just how they justified it. Yes. If so, I, yeah, poor decisions were made, yeah. but that's okay. They seem to be resolving it. And let's hope that this lower price point continues because honestly, I am kind of happy that this is slightly less. All right, uh, Victor Arsel says, regarding should I sign up for Apple Arcade, my issue with any subscription at all is that they're easy to lose track of and endlessly keeping paying for something one might not use. If there is an easy way to ensure that the subscription's auto-renew is turned off, if there is not an easy way to ensure that the subscription's auto-renew is turned off, then don't sign up for it. Subscription services should not be rewarded for being obnoxious. If there is an easy way to ensure the auto-renew is turned off, then yes, try Apple Arcade. Time is precious. Spending too much time worrying over whether it's worth the $5 is a substantially greater loss than the actual $5. That's a good I point. I like his point about monitoring the subscription because I definitely have you know, many situations like that. Um, Final I, Fantasy XIV is a yep, good example. That, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I, I was subscribed for fourteen for a long time. Um, and honestly, I had forgotten that I was subscribed to 14. And the only reason I unsubbed is because someone stole my purse. Yeah. And so we canceled all of our cards. You should play more 14. I should. 14's really good. Maybe I'll make Me next too. year my year of the MMO. And I'll 
predominantly work on MMOs. I'm confused now, though. I went through BlizzCon, and now I want to play all the Blizzard games, but not really. But I do. So now I really don't know what I'm I'm doing. I'm sure Ninji is in the Twitch chat yelling at me because I haven't finished all of the Blizzard panels, and there's one that he really wants me to watch. Oh, you should watch that. But, like, as I kept watching Blizzard games, I'm like, whatever game's panel was up, I'm installing that game on the Blizzard launcher. I'm like, I am such an easily manipulated person because now we watched a WoW panel. I want to play the WoW, Um, but I don't like the WoW, but I want to play the WoW. I want to catch up and I I don't know what I'm doing. What should I do? Should I, I should play more 14 because I haven't finished that expansion and it's actually a good expansion. It's amazing. I want to play Outer Worlds. And and yet you shame me for playing WoW right now. I I know. I feel I'm confused, Kelly. Help me. What should I do, Kelly? Um, play Diablo on your Switch. Oh. I hadn't thought that. about that, had you? I do like that. I actually had thought about that <laughs> when I was in reinstalling Diablo 3 during the Diablo 4 panels. I'm like, well, oh, I could play this on the Switch, too. I haven't done that in a while. Oh, but Anna's going to yell at me because she said I played too much Diablo on the Switch, so... That's where I went with that thought process. Okay. Yeah, I said, uh-oh. Anna already shut me down on that, so if I go back to it, oh, no. I kind of realized that I have not um, leveled up a necromancer yet, and that was actually my favorite class in two. Yeah, uh, so I did start playing two again, and then as I played more of two, I said, you know what? I'll play Path of Exile instead. So I played Path of Exile some, and... That game's really good too. I'm so confused. I can't. I can't manage my time. Anna, help me. Nope. Oh. Well, maybe I'll help you. There, there's something that we're going to. Um... Uh, yeah, you're going to manage my time by making me play two games I don't want to play with you. That's perfect. Oh yeah, we got Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you said you wanted to play Mad Dash. I'm. That. Yeah. That was all you. Yeah, but you know what? I want to do more. What? Play Outer Worlds. All right, let's jump into the news. So, a follow up from our. our... Do, 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 oh, do. <laughs> Nobody dooted. I can count on you, Peter. So, um... I dooted. <laughs> you didn't doot. It was a silent doot. Oh, silent <laughs> but it, deadly. Was it warm? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did, did, did somebody walk into the silent dude? <laughs> was it a dude dusting? <laughs> it's a silent dude, 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 dude. <laughs> what are we doing, Anna? I'm quitting We're the not show. Duting. Don't quit. <laughs> All right. So, um. <laughs> The director of Spider Source wants us to know it's not Spider Source. I'm sorry, the director? Yeah. Oh no. It's Spider Source. Like dinosaurs. Spider Source. <laughs> I like I don't know who put this in the, <laughs> I don't know who oh, put wait, this in right. the spreadsheet. <laughs> well, oh, dinosaurus isn't a word. Oh, so it should be Spider Source. Yeah. No, I'm, Spider Source. Like go- dinosaurs. Yeah, but dinosaurus. Right. Is it a word? <laughs> If there's more than one species, it can't be di- it can't be saurus. Oh, so there's multiple spider sores, is what I'm being told. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. So get on your get some cream out and put it on your spider sores. Uh, Which is great because he he told me there is no us in spider sores. 
And then a couple minutes later, he goes, is that a bad slogan for a two-player game? That's a bad slogan. Actually, that's probably a good slogan for a two-player game, like one of those competitive, cooperative things. Also, he says, play Victoria, because unlike most games that have female characters, they're not quirky and weird. She's actually the default character. Hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're getting kind of tired of the Tiny Tina trope, eh? All right. She's so bad at Borderlands 3. She's They made her worse. I didn't think it was possible. Um, there was a Persona 5 Scramble live stream in Japan. Okay, what happened? Uh, there, were some, uh, there were some gameplay details. I forgot to open the news stories. Shibuya, 705. I see Persona 5 people in a house and a statue of a... So, dude. yeah, um, I don't What's know if we on? talked about this, but... Hold it, on, hold on, Anna. Hold on, Anna. This is like a full-scale, long Anna. RPG. Anna, uh-huh. I need you to understand there's a scene here where everybody has takoyaki. Okay. I want takoyaki now. Even Morgana wants takoyaki in this scene. Look at look at him. Um, they also put out a trailer for the first but unique takoyaki. character for the game, but I don't think we've done that news story yet. Oh, okay. Um, her name starts with O, but I'm blanking on what her actual Sophia. Name is. Oh, okay. Wow, I was totally wrong. Hey, it's named after <laughs> our kitty. Our name, our cat is Sophie. Yeah, close enough. All right. Yes. Uh, lots of Persona Five scramble details. Hey, there's footage. Yes. <gasps> Look at these trailers. Jack Frosts. Look at these Jack Frosts. I know. It looks oh. really good. This is my first time seeing the... Okay. So um, When's this out? Can I want I want so to play? It's coming out in Japan on February 20th, that's 2020. Not, that's not here. Um, if you have either Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal save data or Super Smash Brothers with Joker save data... Um, you will get the Persona 5 sound set. Um, and then you can use different uh, music for the combat in Persona 5 Scramble. Cool. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at more footage because this is... I mean, so here's the interesting thing, Chris, is there's a new... Um, there's a new, th- uh, like, a side loader that's been put out for the Nintendo Switch that lets you patch Japanese games with English patches. The thing is, is I don't really trust homebrew translators Wait, to what? do a good job with What this. is this about? So there's there's a new, if you have a, a hacked Switch. Uh, wh- what specifically are you proposing? I mean, if you really want to play this early, you could just wait for a script to come out. And then side load it. Yeah. But on a hacked Switch, which if you take it online is likely to get banned. Yeah. So how am I getting the game from Japan? A physical copy. Uh, Anyways, that's an option. All right. Um, project soccer wars has a demo uh, coming. Actually, I think the demo's out now. Are we getting nope. you a switch light so that I can hack a switch? Is I that what know. I'm getting? Maybe. The, in the impression we'll see of? what black Friday deals are. All right. Um, yeah, so Project Sakura Wars comes out in Japan on November 21st, and, uh, no, sorry, the demo comes out in November 21st. This is the game that isn't a tactical RPG. But it's part of the Sakura Wars But I'm actually remembering now that it's not a TRPG, and it still makes me mad. All right, well, um, yes, Project Sakura Wars. There's a lot of pointing in this trailer. What's up with all the pointing? Um, it's a thing. Anyways. um, Are you excited for it? No. Are you going to play it? I don't know. You're not into the Sakura Wars? I don't know. Now it's in English 
and like there's no, no, no. no cowgirls and <laughs> I liked her. Well, I don't know what what keeps you out of being interested. Um because the only Sakura Wars game that I've played is the Wii one. It's not like I have some long-standing loyalty to the series. Will I get it? Probably. All right. I want to see if it's going to be 49.99 or 59.99. Yeah, that that matters. It, okay. Sure. Okay. Um yes, yeah, so uh demo in Japan November 21st, full release on PS4 on December 12th, western release spring 2020. Oh, that's the other reason why I'm not sure. It's a PS4 game. All right. Um, Rablo Games, uh, who previously made Healer's Quest, uh, has announced a new game. It's a comedic RPG called Necro Story. Uh, this is coming to PC sometime in 2021, and it puts you in the role of a kind of evil necromancer who is joined by the ghost of a white mage as they venture into the underworld to save humanity. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Um, looks cute. It looks really cute, doesn't it? I'm just, it's weird that indies are announcing games this far out. No? Yes, maybe? I don't know. Uh, is it going to go into crowdfunding or I don't know. What's it, next? I don't know. Did they imply that this was going to go into crowdfunding of some kind, Alex? I don't know. Yeah, not really. No, it's just fairly straightforward. Okay. Well, I'm working on this game now. <laughs> okay. Anna? What? More Pokemon stuff came out. Yeah, I don't what's, I'm, I'm getting What's it. up with the pokies? Um, oh, wait, sure. Peter has something to say, everybody. Sorry. Just about the indie piece. Um, I feel like now that the community kind of has more faith in indies, that they're not all, you know, these like startup RPG maker titles that come out. Um, that's probably why we're seeing more of that. But I mean, I'm I'm just speculating. Hmm. Maybe they feel like they can build up the hype and not have to worry about falling flat on their face. I don't know. For me, it's it's hard enough for me to keep up with like traditional publishing. If you mm-hmm. announce an indie game that's coming out in 2021, unless you are ready to put out like a monthly press release and continually get news up on news sites, it's going to come out in 2021 and I'm going to go, I think I remember something about this. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-man development studio. Part of that helps with reminding people of the other game, and they might be interested in picking that up as well. That's true. I mean, I did actually flip back to the stories we did on Healer's Quest after reading that. So, I mean, hey, it succeeded. All right. Um, Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out this week. There's lots of features. And so they're kind of doing their final dash to the finish. So um, one of the things that... Um, I keep seeing people ask um, in general, either at RP Gamer or at me or at uh, in these stories in general, is how come they haven't revealed the evolutions for the main lines like they normally do? And they explicitly said they don't want to. They want people to discover it. So if you were wondering... So he- day one, <clears throat> all those photos will be out. Oh, no, they're already out. Well, oh, no, okay. They've already <laughs> leaked. Oh, yeah, they yeah. leaked like a week ago. Okay. Uh, are we are we anti spoilers on that or should I look them up on the, on the I'm, screen here? I'm not interested in them. Oh, um, there were a bunch <clears throat> of. <laughs> All right, I'll hold off. I'm sorry. It's been kind of funny watching the back and forth on game FAQs because I need to use game FAQs for work, and so I have to switch check the switch for him. 
um, for certain key topics. And so there's been like an interesting back and forth between the moderators and like the people who don't think the list of which Pokemon are and aren't in the game is a spoiler. So like there will be a, a topic that's like list of all the Pokemon not included. And then I will go back the next day to check for actual relevant to my job um, posts and that thread that will have disappeared. That first topic's gone, yeah. And there'll be another one that's like, if you missed it, here's the list. And then the next day, that one's gone. <laughs> no, I think that they didn't reveal all of the evolutions because of the massive backlash that they had the last time when they did. Yeah, I, I feel like they they don't find the middle ground. Like, I... I enjoy knowing the starters um, because it helps me decide like who I want to pick for that game. But Mm -hmm. I don't want to know the entire library that I'm going to find along the way. And I feel like, you know, the, the, I think it was sun and moon that they just like inundated us with every single person that was in that game. And then in this one, they gave us like eight. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I kind of liked it, them being teasery with it better and just, you know, giving us a couple just to get an idea of what to look for and then discovering them on my own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I am very satisfied with the amount of Pokemon that's been revealed. It's very Goldilocks for me. I feel like sometimes they do too much and sometimes they do too little, but this one's kind of just right. And that being said with the whole Dex leaks, you know, I'm not going to lie, some of my favorites aren't in there and I'm disappointed, but... Um, you know, when I, when I get into a new Pokemon game, I care more about the new ones than I do the old ones. Right. Yep. So, um, few things that they revealed, uh, prior to the release this week. So one thing that they talked about is, um, there, there's always been a, a limit to how you can manipulate stat growth on a Pokemon. So it's like its nature partly determines it, and then you can give it a certain amount of items, but that item has like a hard limit to it. Um, so two things that they've done to change that is um, uh, EXP candy, or rare candy. Yeah. Um, is now EXP candy? No, no, no. So there is still rare candy, oh. but it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be fairly rare. No <laughs> um, rare candy will still give a level straight up you get to the next level um, but there's also this new exp candy which gives you a set amount of experience and the idea is is it gives 50,000 experience not a real number so if you're a low level pokemon that will level you up very quickly if you're a high level pokemon it will give you a boost but not a giant boost does that make sense when i explain it yeah. that way Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Um, I've seen stuff like that before in other games. So it's like rare candy will still have a good position for your high-level Pokemon, but EXP candy will be more relevant to lower-level Pokemon. So they have a commercial um, here where they went through all the generations and mm-hmm. they skipped the 3DS. Huh? I saw that. Okay. Oh, wait, no, X and Y are 3DS, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But they skipped all the Alolan stuff. And it's like, okay. that's a n- different generation. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, there were multiple DS generations, weren't there? Yeah. Oh. They only did one of them, So right? they just showed the systems. Okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Sorry. Um, Anna, you can access your boxes from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just, mean, like, you just, just like said Pokemon that? Let's Go. Yeah, but like, it's so cool. You can put things away and you can take things out. <laughs> that's that's a welcome excited? change. <laughs> 
being able to swap out on the fly instead of having, having to trek all the way back to town. Yes. Um, is, isn't oh. the EXP share also baseline in this one? Yes. Uh, I yeah. think it's just built I don't think, in. It's in, you can't turn away. it off and on. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to disappear anytime soon. Right. Good. And then, um, right, back to the manipulating the Pokemon stats. One, there's going to be mints. And while you can't alter the nature of a Pokemon once it's been set, mints alter um, sort of like an invisible nature, and that's how they're going to scale up. So, like, if something's, like, calm, it gets plus one thing and negative another. And if mm-hmm. you feed it, a, it like, I think it's, like, plus defense, negative magic attack or something like that. If you give it, a, like, a, a mint, it won't stay on, like, the calm stat path you can change what stat path it will go down is that like mm. is the is that natures that you're changing or is this a new thing no so natures will be static oh, natures okay. remain static but if you give them a mint instead of you know continuing down the stat path for nature which is plus one negative another um you could it it will it will get stats different from that oh okay so it's like What's if we... you're running a, if oh, you're running around trying I'm to confused. get like um <laughs> I forget all the different natures. Uh, there's a bunch. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And so last game, 20. Um, what they did is you talked to someone and you picked the nature that you were going to capture Pokemon with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Pokemon's nature affects the value of two of its stats, increasing one non-HP stat by 10%, increasing another, decreasing another by 10%. Yeah, so what's weird about that is that the, that's literally the only premise nature plays. So why not just change what the nature ends up being if you give it a mint, you know, so that you're not confused? Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I, there's a lot of people that want their starter Pokemon to be um, either, like, hasty or brave. Yeah. Brave is plus attack, minus speed. Hasty is plus speed, minus defense. Um. There are some that don't seem to actually change the stats at no. all. But I think those I, might be special ones. Like, I think Hardy is not an actual personality, nature that you can get in the wild. I'm, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I I think I like that the game is balanced enough that if you don't want to care about this stuff, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, this is for, like, hardcore competition. Oh, right. And yeah. they uh, got rid of the um, uh, maximum use of supplements, so you can protein the hell out of your Pokemon now. Protein! That's protein! Okay, so did they... Have they made it so that I don't have to cheat to be competitive because I need to get a max all 16 stats uh, IVs? Oh, no, that that's different. You're uh, still going to have to breed for that or and, cheat. Basically cheat. I mean, because you, if you breed for that, you're wasting so much time doing the breeding, you can't actually practice and get good at the game. Yep. <laughs> um, other things that they said is the game's going to have an autosave. If you prefer, you can turn autosave off and use manual saves. Um, You can also Why does that matter? um, Saves coming. Yeah, because some people play numlocks, right? Oh, wait. I guess you'd want autosave on for a numlock, wouldn't you? For a numlock? Yeah. Yeah. Nuzlocke. Nuzlocke. Sorry. Numlock is on my keyboard. It's for people that want (laughs) to save scum like uh, legendary personalities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which you probably have or, to do a little less. Or not butcher the catch. <laughs> yeah, or not flub the catch. Yep, 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 that's true. 
Um, and then, yeah, you're you're now able to change the nickname of traded Pokemon. Mm. Does the save is coming? Will it like auto save after every battle, or just auto save when you? They don't? have not really clarified how auto save works, so the answer is I don't know. Okay, ask, ask we'll someone who's playing it already. <laughs> we'll have to experiment with yeah, that yeah, because sure. if it auto saves after a fight, that kind of sucks. Yep. Um, all right, that's all the Pokemon news. Um, I think all of us are going to be playing this come Friday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Did he walk away for some tea? Yeah, maybe. <sighs> he won't commit. Are you going to play it, Chris? Yeah. Okay. I thought you two always play. <laughs> yeah. No, not everyone. I I skipped Ultra because it was the same gen and it, it didn't add enough new. Yeah. For me sometimes to care. he he skips them because did you play Black Two, White Two? No. Yeah. Um, Those two right. were really good. I I never finished Black One or White One. I loved the crap out of Black Two. So. Yeah, they they were much better. All right. Um, if you play the roguelike dungeon crawler Tangle Deep on PC, Mac, or Anna, Linux. Anna, uh-huh. I need you to trade me a Galarian Ponyta. Will you do that? <laughs> it's the Maybe. only thing that Bread Boy is good for. If you ask nicely. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so if you play the roguelike dungeon crawler Tangle Deep on PC, Mac, or Linux, All right, Tangle you're Deep. getting an expansion on November 26th. The Dawn of Dragons expansion adds ancient dragon boss monsters as well as special dragon dungeons featuring new mechanics, new layouts, new whip weapon type, and new crafting and equipment upgrades. And if you're like, I don't know what Tangle Deep is. Good news! I didn't either, but so our story tells us. Tangle Deep combines 16-bit graphics with roguelike gameplay uh, and originally launched on PC, Mac, and Linux in 2018 with a Switch version that came out in January 2019. It's like Mystery Dungeon, but animated better, it looks like. Yeah, and and the cool thing is is, uh, you have 12 jobs, and it normally is like you play until you die, and then that's the end, Um, but you can turn on Adventure Mode, and that removes permadeath. What? Yeah. What? So Yay. I don't know. Watching watching this go, it kind of reminds me of like Cadence of Hyrule, um, but with the rhythm, but with the rhythm requirement turned off. Yes. So I actually because that's what Cadence of Hyrule is is a roguelike with a rhythm requirement. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm actually thinking about trying this out on the Switch. I put it on my list of games that I want to try on the Switch. It's like, okay. All right. Um, Death End Request. God. This must drive you crazy typing this out, Alex, because it's got all these random lowercase letters. You just paste levels. it. Nah, I don't mind it. <laughs> I, I, I like the, ran, the random semicolon. It's quote. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like capital D in death, lowercase e in end, lowercase r in re, and then a semicolon, and then capital Q in quest. Oh, no, here's something different to type. <laughs> all right. Um, so, if you're interested in Death End Request 2, it's coming out in Japan on February 13th, 2020. Is this one also a walking simulator? No. Oh, okay. This is a different thing? No, this is... Um, you remember the first game? The, the guy is trapped in the PC game, and the only way to get him out is to uh, get the true ending of the game, but no. there's a 99% chance that won't happen. Not a not a, even a bit of memory All of right. that. Did you yeah. play that? Uh, no, because it's PS4 and PC. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this is more of the same. 
Um, there's and you just spoiled the first on. game, Anna. What the heck? No, that's literally the entire premise of the game. Oh, it's the fir- It's the way they introduce the game. Oh, okay. So yeah. So it's not actually one percent. It's like play the game. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, it looks like a harem game. It is okay. And do you date your girls, or do you just uh, have uh, implied relationships with them that don't come to fruition in the context of the game because they're all underage? There is oh, a but they're not underage aspect? because this is the U.S., so they've all been aged up to eighteen or something. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Am I wrong on this, any point yet? This has not been announced for North America. Yet, oh, okay. But right. I am so they're sure all twelve it still. Will be. <laughs> okay. Um, Th- this one's less for a Harry game. There's more. <laughs> this is compile heart being slightly more serious. Oh, it's compile heart. Um, is compile heart the ones I don't like, Anna? Yes. Yeah, almost That's, certainly. Yes. What, the ones. <laughs> 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 Almost like certainly. where I select the story off a menu and then like, oh, now I'm in combat. Okay, great. And then time for the next story scene. Choose it off a menu. <sighs> okay. What was that game I was playing, Anna? The Compile uh, Heart one? Uh, we think it's Compile I Heart? I have no idea what you're uh, talking about. The, the three. I mean, that thing sounds common to quite a lot of them. That's the one, uh, yeah, the uh, the one where it's time travel and like... You you get through the first game, then you go back and start at the beginning again, halfway through, and oh, we're a fairy fencer. Yeah, fairy fencer. Is that compile oh, heart? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Is this structured the same way, probably? Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Cool. Pascal Pascal's wants to talk to me. Oh the first. yeah, I'm sure he'd love to talk about this well, he, game. He quite, well, he quite liked the first one actually. Oh okay. Cool. It was See, probably their strongest one. I thought I heard that Fairy Fencer was one of the more playable Compile Heart games. Yeah, I really like Fairy Fencer. Yeah, it is. I uh, Okay. Yeah, which has <laughs> me concerned. <laughs> um, co-developed by Idea Factory. Oh, that's why. All right. Well, Compile Heart's a subsidiary of Idea Factory. Oh, all right. Actually, here's the one, Anna. Why don't, You should probably play this one called Date Alive Rio Incarnation HD. Yeah, because it's, it's co-developed by Sting. It's PS4 only. But it's co-developed by Sting. But it's PS. It's also on Vita. Um, no, we didn't get the Vita version. Oh, I'm sorry. So, you missed out on a Sting compilation I with know, Compile Heart. I know. All right, uh, briefs. We have a, a release date for um, Phoenix Point, um, which is a tactical RPG, and it's heading for PC on December third. Uh, 2019, you can get the regular game for $40, the deluxe game for $60, and the Ultra Edition for $100. Um, and this is, uh, it, it calls itself the spiritual successor to the XCOM series. Yeah, this looks hardcore XCOM. Right. Yeah. It's, de- it's developed by the original creator of the XCOM series. Oh, yeah. well, that would do it then. I didn't recognize the name. So, Azure Lane Crosswave is coming to Steam. Say that again. Say that again. Azure Lane Crosswave. Oh, there's no E, so we don't conflict with Microsoft Azure, because apparently they copyrighted the color. Why is there no E in Azure? Azure. Azure. Oh, it's an it's an idea factory game. So yeah. here we go. This is a naval three D shooter RPG featuring uh, personified battleships oh, who change between ship one. and human form. Okay, so if we're gonna do battleships, is there a European dance techno music that you use while ev- evading torpedoes? I have no idea. Okay, 
because remember Alice with the uh, um, yeah, I, World I'm, of Warships? I, I wonder if Alice would like this, because this, I'm pretty sure this is based off of the mobile game that she was playing. Oh, okay. Right. So. Um, we have more information on this Romancing This is weird, Anne. Is this they from the same character? people who made the one with the tank girls? Uh, maybe. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm making your briefs long. You're, Excuse well, me. Well, and you're asking me questions it's about Kumpa, a genre that I have no idea. Oh, it's another... No, it's uh, Iffy. Yes, those are the same thing. No. One's yeah. a sub of the other. Oh, no, it's developed by a different company, Fairly Stella. There you go. Okay. But Combo Hot published it in Japan. Gotcha. All right. Um, Romancing Saga 3 character highlights. Okay, don't we have people on staff who love the Romancing Saga games? Yeah, wheels. Yes. Okay. And me. Oh, and, and you. So are you looking forward to this? Yes. Comes okay. out November 11th. It's they showed coming off the to minstrel. Switch, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One, PC, iOS, and Android. Is this got like a mono artwork? Yeah, it looks like it. Right? Or is it just inspired by a mono? Um, I mean, it was a Super Nintendo game, so he probably worked on it. I don't know. All these people seem to have skin colors. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Because no? it, it's slightly off, so it's like it's a different person, isn't it? Yeah. But it's that watercolory say... flat style that I'm. Yeah, I don't see often. I can't read the signature, but it doesn't look like. I don't know what it is. It's like if, if it's not him, blah, blah, blah. it's someone doing a damn good impression of him. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Romancing Saga three. Yes. November uh, is this 11th. Like another one of these like plays lots of different characters like Octopath. Yeah, in a in a way, um I can't no two had the generation system that was different. Um I think three kind of starts out where you um is one of the first games in the series where you start out as a character and kind of play through. Um Three had an, had a story that I was very interested in, though, where like every three hundred years, uh, an eclipse pretty much kills all the firstborns, Dude. or not all the firstborns, all of the newborns um, in the world, and one survived and ended up becoming an overlord. Mm. And then the next three hundred years, the same thing happened: all the um, newborns got killed, except for another one that survived, and that's the hero. Yeah. The artist is Tomomi Kobayashi. There you go. Different artist. So, um, the, the Romancing Saga 3, this is in, developed inside Square Enix, I assume? Not third party? I'm pretty sure it was back in the day. I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, for this one is what I mean. Like, Oh. Yeah, but we don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think, I think the remaster is all Square Enix. Okay. Oh, wait, so this is a remaster. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So this was a Super was... Nintendo game. Yeah. Okay. But it was never released in the West. All right. But we don't have graphics from it really yet. All right. Okay, then. Got it. Well, I'm caught up. probably be like the Romancing Saga 2 graphics. Yeah. I mean, there are videos floating around. All right. Uh, NES America has announced that the PC version of Alliance Alive HD Remastered is coming out to Steam um, on January 16th, 2020, and it will support English, Japanese, Korean, and traditional Chinese. Will this get you options. to play the game? No, I have it on my Switch. Oh, okay. I'm like halfway Please. through it. Oh, wait, what? I stopped playing it? it because Wheels wants to review it. Oh. All right. Um, Valkyria Chronicles 4 PC... Um, 
Hey, has been upgraded to the complete edition. What? For so, yeah. free? E- no. Wait. So that it now comes with the complete edition yes. at the standard price. So if you owned it already, you have to you buy. You got them. the complete edition oh. content added. Oh, you did. Yes. Okay. This game came huh? out like a year and a half ago. I'm so confused. Yeah, all those who already own it get it for free. Okay, cool. Yay! All right. Um, I don't have it on Steam, so it doesn't no, matter. you have it on Switch. Yeah, so I have to pay. All right. Um, Bless Unleashed has an open va- open beta on the Xbox One. Um, it is running from now until November 21st. Gives players access oh. to five characters, which they can take up to level 30. I have a point to make. What? When's the last time you remember someone talking about a new MMO? Um, so this MMO isn't new. Oh, okay. It's been around for quite a number of years on Steam and is very poorly reviewed. <laughs> That's cutscene. No, it, looks so it, pretty. It's a, it is a different game. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. it's, it's not. It's not Bless Online. Oh, because we were so confused when we first started covering this because we couldn't tell if it was a separate game. This is Bless Unleashed. That's why it's going into beta. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, question of the week. <laughs> So we, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, and we've kind of discussed this in what the past. What about Sparklight? What about it? You skipped the story. Oh, yeah. Sparklight is getting a Steam demo. Thank you. That, that's literally the story. Well, that's a brief, though. So it's okay. okay. And you wrote an impression, and you're trying to work on a review? I wrote an impression. Oh. Okay. Getting back to the question of the week. Okay. Um, we, we, we've kind of talked about this offline. I'm going to go answer the doorbell. <laughs> we've kind of talked about this offline. We alluded to it earlier in the podcast, and I know we've talked about it on previous shows, but I don't think it's ever been a question of the week. And it is, um, do you feel the need to finish your games, or are you okay with stopping before the end if you've gotten what you can out of it? Uh, no. <laughs> I I often stop my games and start playing the next one just because my backlog is so big, but I hate it. There's a lot of times where I really want to just like pour tons and tons of time. Breath of the Wild is probably a good example of that. Um, once I beat it, I kind of put it down, and I've wanted to go back to it several times, but I just can't justify it with all the other games that I'm playing. So I haven't seen any of the DLC or just been back to sit in the world just because I want to. Usually if I'm going to bail on a game, it's going to be earlier rather than later. Um, if I bail, if I bail on a game towards the very end, it's going to bother the crap out of me that I never finished it. Yeah. Yeah. The other, I guess the other piece of that is, you know, I've been trying to peel back on some of my games. So, if I'm not enjoying it, like you said, it's got to be early. But if mm-hmm. I'm commit, if I'm committed to it, um, and The Witch and the Hundred Knight is yet again another example of that. Um, I made it through and hated myself for it. I know that there was a lot of times where I got to when I was younger, where I would get to an end boss, and the end boss would just stomp my crap in, and um, I'd want to go back and like grind, and I never did. And I mean, I ended up finishing those games like years later, but the fact that I got so close to the end and never finished them always bugged me. And even even one case where uh, 
shining the holy ark on the Saturn. <laughs> um, got all the way to the end, couldn't finish it, and then my save battery died. No. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, the days before memory cards. <laughs> all right. What about you, Alex? I mean, yeah, it depends game to game. Most of the ones that I'll miss, I don't that I'd stop, I wouldn't have cared too much about in the first place, so I'm quite happy to move on. <laughs> if I care enough, I'll finish it. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so if you want to provide feedback for the question of the week, there's lots of ways to do so. One, you can email us, podcast.rpgamer.com. I checked this week. We had some hilariously like bad phishing emails. It was fun um you can call or text us that's uh 608 um or you can be like power lord and daniel and l and uh vaughn who's been kind of quiet this week um and you can watch us live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer um or you can drop a comment into the podcast thread at rpgamer.com Find the latest podcast, hit reply. You do need to register for an account. It's pretty easy, though. Um, or I try to put up the question of the week every week on Twitter. That is twitter.com slash rpgamer. So lots of ways to get a hold of us. So new releases this week. So before we go into the RPGs, we have to talk about the stretchers. What is this? So the stretchers is by the people that made Little Nightmares and Tearaway Unfolded. And it is basically oh. crazy taxi, but you're like two EMTs in an ambulance. What? Yeah. And so this kind of like stealth dropped yesterday. Nintendo mentioned it in a tweet. I have never heard of it before yesterday. Is this an RPG or no. like how to get on your radar? Um, I just saw it. So there was a lot of really funny jokes around it on Twitter. That was like kind of weird that this game is free in Europe, but it cost two thousand dollars in the U.S. What? what? <laughs> it's an ambulance ride. Oh! <laughs> I can't it. believe you didn't get that immediately. <laughs> For reference, the game is twenty dollars or lo- uh, USD or local equivalent. Um, but yeah, like the videos for this make it look amazing. I was so bad at Crazy Taxi. Why was I so bad at Crazy Taxi? I'm only good at the arcade version of Crazy Taxi where you can actually drive. So, yeah, you drive your ambulance and then you whip out um, like your your stretcher and you load people onto the stretcher and you cram them into the back of the ambulance. And you can cram multiple people into the back of the ambulance and you get really good combo points if you turn in a bunch of them at the hospital at the same time. Can people die? I don't know. I know they can fall well, out. Well, I mean, they're just dizzy, right? Right. Okay. But I mean, here's my favorite part is you're not just transporting people. Wait, why on the are there stretcher. plants on this stretcher? Yeah, and there's one where you have to uh transport a bomb without blowing it up. Oh for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> and the bomb has a timer. <laughs> okay. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it looks amazing. I, I watched a few videos of it, and it's, it looks wild. And I wanted to get it on people's radar, because I feel like it kind of um, stealth launched yesterday. 
Um, in terms of RPGs, um, we talked about most of these. Uh, Romancing Saga 3 is coming to literally everything, including the Vita. Woohoo. Um, uh, Rune 2 is coming to PC. Yaga is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Paranoia Happiness is Mandatory is coming to PC. I watch reviews on that one. Oh, that's uh, so good. Sparklight is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And of course, as we mentioned previously, Pokemon Sword and Shield launches on Switch. Woo, Pokemon, I think, wins the uh, excitement for the I week. I mean, I'd ask what everyone is going to be playing this week, but I already asked that previously, and everyone said Pokemon. I'm going to play Pokemon. Hey, it's not going to be... Yeah, we have four days until that happens. So okay, well, yeah. What are you yeah. guys going to play besides Pokemon this week? I want to finish up Octopath. Ooh, noble goal. How about you, Peter? I am going to continue earning my stars in Harvest Moon. Um, and then maybe, if I have time, Astral Chains. So are you going to try Mad Dash this week, Chris? I don't know. It depends if you force me to or not. You're the one who said you wanted to try it. Yeah, but then Outer Worlds was still on my hard drive. <sighs> Chris spent so good. three hours last night getting his Xbox updated and uh, the not TV updated. Just the Xbox, but all and... the all the living room things wanted updates, so I did all that first. And then he's like, "All right, I'm going to sit down and play the Outer Worlds on my nice big TV. Wait a minute, where's my save? Wait, is this game not cross save? It's not cross save. So bad ending." We had a similar issue getting the PS4 upstairs prepped for Death Stranding in that if a if a uh, PS4 controller goes completely dead, it loses its pairing. Oh, right. Damn. Which is very annoying. So you just mm. plug it in with a cable, and then it's repaired, right? <clears throat> yeah, for some reason it was not wanting to Ooh. read the thing. We had to like turn the PS4 completely off. Like cut it off from the power to get it to finally accept the controller. Everything in my living room just refuses to want to like sync and coordinate when it comes to 4K, and so it's 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 this nightmare of uh, is this thing working today? No, this one doesn't want to talk to the receiver today. No, wait, it's the receiver not talking to the TV, right? You know what? Everyone loses power and comes back on, and now everything works. It's I hate it. I need like an I need a smart switch for the entire outlet so i can tell alexa to reboot the living room <laughs> alexa reboot the living room sorry i don't know how to do that yeah and that's what she says do you know alexa can't understand the word 80s apparently we tr we hooked up the alexa to the apple music so i might i switched to an unlimited plan of horizon uh, long story. And I have free Apple Music now. So it's like, okay, I want to use my free Apple Music and use it on the Alexa, where I don't have a subscription that would otherwise be compatible with it. This is a thing now. I'm going to benefit. And I hook it all up. And I'm like, Alexa, play 80s music. And she's like, I'm playing uh, Complete Country from Apple Music. Like, um, what? what? Why? There's no country in anything that I just said. Uh, play 80s pop music playing complete country like what are you doing why are you playing country music play <sighs> play madonna music like okay like a prayer or let's say a little prayer okay cool so she knows that about madonna's music she knows about 80s music in general but 
so I open up the Apple Music. Like, what's the actual name of the pop, of the playlist on Apple Music for 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 eighties stuff? I'm like, okay, well, there's the the complete country playlist, and okay, eighties pop music radio. Okay, Alexa, play eighties pop music radio. I'm sorry, I can't find anything called pop music eighty. Why why can't you understand the word eighties? <laughs> hey, but but you know what she does understand? What? Alexa, meow. Anna, um, what's happened in the other room? Alexa's playing. Oh, for pop. goodness sake. <laughs> Alexa, stop! Is it actually 80s pop now? No. So she can she it's can understand modern. today's pop music, no problem. But as soon as 80s is involved, no. Okay, not only did I get my Alexa to meow, but I got <laughs> I got the upstairs one to meow too. No. I'm sorry, did your Alexa just try to upsell you to unlimited meows? Yeah, I think it did. Why? Wow. I have no idea. What does that mean? Like, it'll just meow forever? Alexa actually just becomes a cat. Oh. Oh, so then it'll knock it... It'll knock itself off. Yeah, exactly. It'll fall over. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, stop. All right, we're ending the show. Alexa, stop! There, for everybody. Now we've cleared it up. Now that we've uh, pissed off everybody's Alexas, I think we're out. Lady in the tube. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love your feedback. We always like it when you guys come and see us live. Um, Thank you, Dale North, for the music. Um, Thank you, Forecast, for the encoding. And um, yeah, yeah, well, uh, so much for a short show, guys. A short but funny show. Mm. Spoilers. This show is not short. Or funny. Oh. Uh, I laughed pretty hard. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Huh? (laughs) 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 Sleeping in the corner, old man suffering.